Welcome to MuggleCast 409. This is our Crimes of Grindelwald movie commentary. Woohoo! Yay! Please feel fine, my 409. Everybody's here. We're going to go through the movie second by second. You need a copy of the movie to enjoy this commentary to the fullest extent. Do you? Well, I was just going to go off memory. <laughs> oh, well, that'll be interesting. <laughs> So if you don't have your copy, you might want to wait. If you want to try to watch it without the movie, that's fine too. Here's how this is going to work. We are all going to start the movie at a certain point. That starting point is at the 22nd mark on the digital copy. If you are watching the DVD or Blu-ray, start the movie and then pause it as soon as you fully go through the WB logo. As soon as that f- the camera fully flies through there, pause it and... Wait for us to say go. No, we'll wait for you. Okay. So let's just, let's wait for them to get where they need to get. Okay. I'll continue <laughs> eating my sandwich while they do that. Laura's just, I'm glad she's back. <laughs> clearly, Andrew, you need to be reminded of things. She's challenging me. I like it. On a Sunday morning when we've rolled the clocks forward and we're oh, all it's the tired. Worst. And, I'm fine. And, and double fisting Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, for everyone at home, um, Andrew and I went out and got multiple Dunkin' Donuts coffees for this. Or at least I did. You know, it's funny. I, I saw your text, Andrew, where it was like a coupon code, but it was a picture and not a coupon code. So it was a picture of your coupon code. It was a notification. <laughs> While we start the commentary, then we could talk about this. All right. Because I, be I, th- I thought you were sharing a coupon. I no, I'm sorry. Very generous. Oh, no. I apologize for the confusion. All right. So on the count of three... On three, let's all press play. Okay. One, two, three. Okay. I love this Wizarding World logo with the books and the wands. <laughs> it, this no, is it's the brilliant. first movie with the Wizarding with this new logo, isn't it? Yeah. It's Eric just really... jumped right in. I know. We're wasting no time. <laughs> I had something to say. Isn't that not a cool logo? Yeah. Uh, Duncan I... was offering double the DD points this morning on coffees because of the jump forward in with the clocks. So at least there Here was now, here's the first point of contention. I know we've talked about yeah. referring to it as the American ministry of magic. Yeah. Yeah. After we called it Makusa for an entire film. Yeah. And they yeah. really pushed us that way too. Yep. On yeah. The other Cause hand, I thought it was really cumbersome to say Makusa, but I, I did it. I kind of liked it. <laughs> um, but I kind of get why they switch back to American Ministry of Magic. So we could, so as a viewer, you're like, okay, that's the American Ministry of Magic. This is the British Ministry of Magic. They're just trying to clean it up. Yeah, because we're going to the French Ministry of Magic this right. movie too. <laughs> Next year, we're or two, three years from now, we're going to go to Brazil's Ministry of Magic. So that that shield that destroys the fly or whatever on the fans on screen or whatever in real life documentary um i think ezra's like oh man grindelwald's a powerful wizard because they're watching that scene but i thought that was kind of like a shield that like you just put around the prisoner so nothing can touch him right so it's not grindelwald like deciding to evaporate the fly that's what i thought too yeah there's so much misinformation it's very confusing why did they put a muzzle on the chupacabra (laughs) Because it bites. Yeah. 
because if they have any goats around, they're screwed. <laughs> I thought this scene was pretty cool. Everybody enraged at Grindelwald. I I like how awkward it is, like his his pose, you know. <laughs> yeah. But like that seems like a cool magic thing that they would do. Is that a low key form of torture, making somebody pose that way? Maybe. Are these Thestrals? They gotta be. Yeah, they yeah. are, right? Yeah. They almost look like robots. I'm glad Serafina didn't have to die for Grindelwald to escape. Uh, I know that we had talked previously about, you know, her time at the at Makuza's coming up. She's only president until I think 1929. Um, I easily saw her as being like a casualty to, like she'd have to Grindelwald would have to go through her to get out. Certainly, she would die first before Lita. Yeah. And you have to think that she will have a role in the next movie. Yeah. Since we'll at least be seeing more of Ilva Mone. And Eulalie Hicks. This is what it looks like outside my window right now, too. Oh, yeah? <laughs> more like outside Kevin's window, right? I don't get it. Are you at Kevin's? He's no, he's on Manhattan. No, I'm not. And, I don't get it either. <laughs> they're in Manhattan. Oh, and, and oh. like is not. Oh, I get it. Yeah, I forgot that we're looking oh at them in New York right now. God. <laughs> the thirty-fifth instance of Polyjuice Potion in this yep. series. <laughs> And so he's, convenient. He's too cool for Polyjuice. He just shifts back. I would, yeah, I would like the Polyjuice stuff to stop happening. Because as you say, Laura, convenient. I have to say, as an action sequence, this rocks. Yeah, it was a pretty big way to start the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I like how the wand burns and then Grindelwald's just like, hey, what's up? Surprise. <laughs> Sucks for you. You got the muzzle off the chupacabra. Johnny Depp has definitely been bringing some quirky Johnny Depp to this role. I wonder if that was at the direction of J.K. Rowling or just him putting his own spin on it. I assume the latter. You know, usually I hate the quirky Johnny Depp. Here it works. Everything about Grindelwald in this movie works for me. Yeah, I still maintain that even though Johnny Depp is human garbage, he was one of the better parts of this movie. Yeah. I mean, look, he's a good actor. You can't deny it. He plays Grindelwald with like a a purpose, with a focus. This is cool. In the making of documentary for this movie, uh, for this scene, they're all, it just showed that they're like, the water is all CGI. So they're making faces like they're holding their breath, but they're not actually having to hold their breath. How far we've come from the days when they would throw Dan Radcliffe into a big water tank. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that was a big deal for Goblet of Fire when he was doing those underwater scenes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Yeah, none of that water is real. And going back to your point about Johnny Depp, he was the one who came up with the idea to give Grindelwald that kind of bionic eye. Mm, Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And I wonder what 
purpose that serves. He said it was uh, to make you see that there was something a little off about him, that there were essentially two sides in the same man. Like the cause like you're about to see. Yeah, exactly. That's his white eye did that. And he's going to kiss Spielman. Oh, no. Maybe. He like little danced with him a little bit. There he goes, no. confusing a guy again about his feelings. Did we ever discuss why he saves him, though? Uh, witness. You think that's it? Just to have, uh, excuse me, a witness? Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. A I can see to- him wanting to be like, go back to Macusa, tell them everything, tell you know? Them. Oh, so- yeah. Is it also meant to confuse the viewer? Like, <laughs> that? Just, no, I just mean, like, see, Grindelwald can be good. He doesn't want to kill ruthlessly. Though the baby thing kind of cancels that. Oh, out. yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think him sparing somebody probably works to what you were saying, Andrew. How would we would have felt, though? Because wasn't the deleted scenes with Credence potentially uh, an opening for the film as well? Yeah. This is obviously way cooler. It's yeah. Um, they could have done like a six months later thing. Um, he would have shown credence because I think it is important to watch him get his start. Because in this movie, he's just so already where he needs to be doing God knows what. Or why not like use that deleted scene as like a promo clip before the movie comes out? Oh yeah, you know, get everybody ready. Like Hollywood should be thinking about doing stuff like that. That's what they should have done. Oh, now we get a three months later. So mm-hmm. it still would have, you know, you could have done some time jumping in the beginning. That shot of the ministry, though, was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. And I know we've talked about the owls. That was a nice little throw in. Remember, we learn in the Potter series, they did away with the owls the in the mess. ministry because they crapped all over the place. <laughs> this This carpet is way too clean. I mean, it's odd because we know that they can just vanish poop. So (laughs) see why it was such a big deal. Because somebody would have to trail these owls and vanish their poop. The owls wouldn't do it. So here's the start of some weird direction decisions from David Yates. These stares into the camera. Did anybody here like these? Uh, I did, but I'm a sap. Oh, this thing. This vacuum was one of uh, Stuart Craig's ideas for the original Potter series that never got implemented. Um, and they they ended up making it like an old-timey kind of thing. But you're right to point that out, Andrew. Somebody, I think, tweeted us right when the movie first came out and said, you know, uh, Lita breaks the fourth wall like eight times in this movie. And I was like, what do you mean breaks the fourth wall? Like She's just looking into the camera. Mm. And you're right, I saw it there. I think I've been feeding the movie to the, the stream. I apologize. I say, yeah, I hear. Yeah, I, Have you been okay. hearing it? Oh, okay. I've yeah. been hearing an echo, and I was like, well, I'll just turn on the subtitles and deal with it. <laughs> you guys could have told me. <laughs> Tell me when you hear problems. All right, well, it's off now. I'll have to probably work around that in my audio. WB's knocking on my door now. Stop streaming the movie online. Big brother. 
So I think Theseus looks like an upper class twit. <laughs> Seriously, I don't get it. I don't. I don't get what Lita sees in him. Looks like or acts like both. But even just that scene where he just walked up, I was like, oh. I think I think he means well. I think like his brother, he's probably got a big heart. must be nice to be to find yourself like you're, you're in a uh, uh, meeting a disciplinary hearing and it turns into a job interview I like that word choice hmm which seductive see in the movies i was like what (laughs) oh you didn't expect that well, I mean, I knew, but I just thought this was such a kind of lazy way to communicate it. Oh, I thought it was fine. Or they're just like, oh, yeah, by the way, he's alive. I'll I'll never not hate the where he's just like sinking under the table kind of view, that view shot of the <laughs> whether it's so freaking weird. And they use it like five more times in this film. First of all, what magic is that? It's not in any of the books. Second, is that a memory? Is it an is it a like a, a still shot, a promo photo? Like did the actor pose? Do they get credence to like stand still for a while so they could capture it? Well he's blinking, so no, clearly no, Eric, they did. Credence was actually or Ezra was actually under the table for that shot. He just had to <laughs> hold that pose. So Honestly, that was a water tank. They actually submerged it in. I think that's purely for moviegoers, right? That's just to give them a visual. Although that doesn't really make too much sense. Other than it, maybe it's just to make the scene more visually interesting. It's better than a few old guys in Newton Theseus sitting around a table. Mm. And where does he get the hair here? Oh, you think that's where he stole it? Pretty sure. Maybe it just happened to brush off onto his coat. Yeah, I mean, it was a pretty meaningful look that Newt just gave him. So I would assume Mike is right. Did we miss the house elves yet? I think we did. Yeah, there were a few. 
that scene when the because we made predictions before the movie came out and one of the questions was how many house elves will there be and i think you guys predicted very low numbers i on the other hand i am the trelawney of the group i predicted three or four i believe and, and i got very close and when when that scene came up i looked at everybody else in the theater it's like huh 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 so here we are in Godric's Hollow in Paris. <laughs> and Grindelwald is about to uh, kill a baby. Partake in a scene very reminiscent to what happened to uh, Potter. Yeah, except Grindelwald's actually successful. True. <laughs> Grindelwald gets cheated, he makes the uh, woman do the bidding. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Rosier. Now, I, I have Googled. Harry Potter baby to see that shot of Voldemort trying to kill Harry because it is <laughs> it's the same angle and the Every same time. stare. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, I do believe the actor who played that baby is actually Albus Severus in the epilogue. <laughs> You're joking, right? No, I'm serious. What really? That's pretty cool. Oh, this actually, this image does link to an article about that. Not the one, obviously, they show in uh, Deathly Hallows Part 2, but the one from uh, Sorcerer's Stone. Good old Abernathy. So why does Grindelwald See, do this? Yeah, this is just rude. Well, he knows how bad orphanages are. <laughs> the baby never would have known, because it's a baby, that Grindelwald killed his parents or was saying these things in the baby's house. Like, I don't, it's just wholly unnecessary. Mm -hmm. I feel like this was something they added in to make audiences see like ooh this is a bad guy mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah seconds before he was like we are not bad people <laughs> not a bad guy <laughs> this is the film having fun with magic newt loses a tail that would mm. be the title of this chapter if it were sweet mustache right I couldn't tell if this was actually a woman in disguise at first, just because the thinner bone structure. Jealous. Oh man, that's so fun. This is this is the the Wizarding World for me. Mm hmm. And this. Yeah. So Dumbledore's getting good use out of the invisibility cloak. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's not the cloak, right? You're just kidding. No, it's not. Yeah. It's just a disembodied glove. Let's meet on Which the Which is also a port key. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very versatile glove. Yeah. Be funny if like they Aww. started selling the glove, like in the real world here. Buy Dumbledore's magical glove. Yeah. Be transported to a new world.
around here, of course, is where that deleted scene would have went in where yeah. Newt asks, why did you send me to America? Would have come in handy. Someone pointed out that this could be a reference to the London Fog, um, which was a real historical incident that year. Um, you know, of just like low-hanging fog that obstructed people. Could be could be Dumbledore's fault. <laughs> I I googled London Fog, but I think it happened in 1952. Uh, there so. were a couple of instances. Oh, the okay. most famous one was in the 20s, actually. But yeah, that's an important scene, though, because it's the first and I think only mention we get of a phoenix coming to the Dumbledore family. Yeah. And that's the film, ladies and gentlemen. We might as well just fast forward to the <laughs> yeah, uh, big reveal. No shrunken heads on this bus. It's like, but I know he's actually my brother. <laughs> I know, it's just well, so none that's of this the question. Like... Does Dumbledore know? Can we tell if he's being truthful or not in this scene? None of this inflection works if he's if he knows if he's secret. You just like because Dumbledore, you're endeared to Dumbledore in this scene. You're like, oh, he really cares about sending Newt on the right path and making sure that it all works out. But if he's lying through his teeth, then it's just like, oh, you suck, dude. A danger to others. He means me. I just can't see how, why Grindelwald would want Credence so bad if he wasn't at Dumbledore. So that's why I think he's telling the truth. Maybe he wants him so Grindelwald can't have him because Grindelwald would use him for bad ends. And he is a weapon. You just follow my power. Connection to Harry. Yeah. Also, that's the first time Dumbledore admits affection. He was withholding that essentially before. And then when Newt said no, he's like, you know why I like you so much? You see, Newt, there's a blood pack. And I need a Niffler to get it back. That's so cryptic. Yeah. Well, J.K. Rowling has said that uh, Newt, well, she's implied that Newt will be come, calling Dumbledore out on his Dumbledore-ishness. So yep. hopefully that'll start soon. <laughs> yeah, he does a little bit at the end of this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. He's like, hello. <laughs> Pickett's me? world just got turned upside down. <laughs> this is great. Good way to announce the Niffler. That Niffler looks like Pete Davidson. 
I wish I was as taken with Nifflers as everybody else is. But I guess the baby ones are cute, but the regular size ones are just not appealing to me. You know, if we really wanted to get nerdy and into science here, that Niffler that's on the scale, when it takes the gold and puts it into its pouch, it doesn't lose weight, which shows that they don't have, like, the same density. So, like, their density can increase. So a Niffler that's, you know, taking tons of gold should weigh as much Mm -hmm. as that gold and therefore be impossible to lift. There's your shot of the Obscurus. Yep. Yep. At least living quarters. My favorite character. Twenty. She makes she does so much in this movie, guys. I'm really glad that they gave her screen time. I don't think she needed to have more to do. She's just an assistant in Newt's home. She's there to answer the question what happens to all the beasts that Newt is supposed to be taking care of when he's off being an action hero. I guess. They just met each other a month before, according to the special features of this DVD, at Newt's book signing. So they look like they have this lived-in relationship. I feel like it; they are very comfortable around each other, especially Newt is like comfortable just instructing her, you know, giving her a set of rules, and then she does it. But they just met at his book signing. She was a big fan of his book. That's also something they kept out of the film. They showed parts of it in the uh special features yeah. of them filming the uh the book signing which i guess they ended up just using for the newspaper clipping but you forget how much they actually have to film just for something like that right i was gonna say i don't think that was ever supposed to be a scene but i remember speculating a long time ago that tina queenie and jacob would come over to london or paris by way of Newt's book signing. Like, oh, he's having a launch party. Let's go over there. Help him celebrate. Yeah. That would have been that a great way sense. to get them over there. But Bunty really enjoyed that. Like, She's getting so... wet. Oh, my God. <laughs> was just like... Somebody had to say it. It is a cool uh, twist of expectations that this that that wasn't young Newt uh, swimming with a kelpie at Hogwarts, like I thought it was from the trailer. It does remind you of a couple of scenes of Harry riding creatures. Yeah. Also, kelpie is a real um, mythical creature too, which is kind of cool seeing that brought back to life. And the fifth time Newt tells her to go home. Will she finally go home? Oh, damn. He didn't get naked. I also think it's funny how he dries himself off, but leaves her there standing, soaking wet. (laughs) (laughs) Leave me alone. So maybe they don't have as great of a relationship, Eric. Eric was touting how close they are, but there's some uh, tension there. That's such a New York greeting. It really is. Yeah, no, it definitely is. (laughs) This was something we were waiting to hear the answer to for a while. Mm -hmm. I don't mind that it's just sort of brushed off. 
like all our suspicions are confirmed it's like okay okay we were right about the the bad memory thing yeah it's enough they do look happy too bad it's a lie (laughs) yep not actual happiness just date rape he's got his head in the nook of her neck I do love how Newt, like Newt is not afraid to call her out on her shit the same way he calls Dumbledore out. Like he sees something's amiss and it doesn't matter what their relationship is. He's going to call her on it. This was such a surprising way to do this, Mm -hmm. to shove a, uh, <laughs> I don't know the phrase I'm looking for. Look at Bunty. <laughs> this whole thing bothered me so much. Which? The the thing about uh, Tina thinking that he's engaged to Lita because of some stupid magazine. Don't women believe everything they read in the paper? I feel like that's what is being implied here. Um, as though they have no way of communicating with each other <laughs> to confirm or deny details. It's very yeah. strange. Yeah. It was a different time, though, when there weren't phones and whatnot. Yeah, but I mean, they have magic. Letter. Yeah, I know. <laughs> By the way, did you notice that was a glass of butterbeer? Oh, uh, was it? Yeah. You can see the label <laughs> on it. Okay, he reached out to her in his mind and then said, stop reading my mind. That was weird, right? I think it's interesting how when he says, stop reading my mind, he kind of like flinches a little bit, almost as though he can feel her doing that. Right. I think Newt says it out loud, so Jacob isn't wondering what's going on. He's in Spectre Specs vision. Dan Fogler continues to do the Lord's work of acting. Yeah. (laughs) Lion's share. That is not the answer you want to hear. (laughs) So her immediate reaction is just to leave. Funny line. He was a ditch digger in Europe for the war, or not a ditch digger, a um, yeah, ex- excavationary forces. He said. Forbidden love. 
Such a cute line. Oh. Hmm. Uh -oh. Right? <laughs> She's almost surprised by her own words. It's just like... Yeah. She's kind of just like throwing them out there and maybe he's nervous about... How they'll be taken. But she does that mean she never pre-planned the eventual discussion that was going to happen when he snapped to his senses? It's just very unqueenie-like. She acts like she just got her powers yesterday. Yeah, well, that's what's frustrating to me about how they treat the Goldstein sisters in this movie. They're treating them like they're teenage girls. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's almost like one of them, as if one of them's an horror. You want there to be at least a flashback or a sequence in the next film that shows you why Queenie is doing the things she's doing. Because not that it's out of character, we don't know her all that well outside of one film, but it it does seem like she is not herself. I did did hear a. Uh theory that Grindelwald wrote that postcard um, in some kind of effort to get Newt to Paris that mm. like if Queenie's already on Grindelwald's side somehow that's the animal the augury yeah. Is mm -hmm. it? yeah that whose cry foretells death but he doesn't oh, really cry so I guess Jacob's okay I, I could have sworn in like a trailer or something he made a bigger noise I think that's right a Fantastic Beast prop was in the background in that last shot with the augury. And I oh, yeah. think it was of uh, his, his book opening. Mm. His book release party. I don't think that the augury... I don't know. He kind of looks like a Muppet. He does look goofy, doesn't he? <laughs> I think they're trying to Disney-fy him a little bit. Because, <laughs> like, in all seriousness, they want to make these creatures attractive looking so that you might want to buy a stuffed one at the theme parks or elsewhere. True. I do That's... like the extended scene though, that they didn't include where you get to see a little bit more of uh Newt's basement. And yeah. Laura, to your point, he dries off Jacob. Yeah. And not Bunty. Not Bunty. She's not worth being dried off. Once her wet. <laughs> <laughs> I will say like Delphi, Delphi Diggory or Delphi Voldemort's daughter goes by the augury auguries are quirky and muppet like it doesn't add up especially doesn't she have a tattoo a, yeah that doesn't strike fear the augury is definitely more sinister in cursed child isn't it <clears throat> yeah and whereas here it's first. just a goofball yeah oh it was a zoo firework i never caught that before I'll just say they, they did a really amazing job with the circus. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's really cool. Could probably set a whole movie there. 
<laughs> what would have happened if they didn't reveal that in advance? I, I guess it would have been too much of a distraction, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think they had to because it would have been too confusing. Yeah. We just spent the whole movie going, wait, what? They're not. They're just going to say that name? They're not going to address it? Because that's what the movie does. Right. Oh, yeah, so they've been cuddling at the circus, too. So, how did he get that name? What, Skender? Probably born with it. No, 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 no. When Credence says, I want to go meet her, or whatever he just said. I don't know. Oh, that little note that he got? Yeah. I think it came from Grindelwald. Oh, right. Yeah. Do you feel like the breakout happens so, a little too quickly? Um. Well, I guess you could assume they've been planning to do it for a while. And haven't they been with the circus for like three months now? Because if Credence joined the circus at the very beginning of the movie, when he was heading over to <laughs> like Europe. Like it's his favorite character. Yes, if. But that's also why I thought that having the conversations with Credence and Skender and then Tina and Skender, they were deleted scenes, right? Right. At least would have added to why Tina's here. Yeah. Why Credence is here. Mm -hmm. It's It's pretty clear why Tina's here, though, at this point. Wow. I love the fake fire. That's well done shot. And eventually beheaded by Neville Longbottom. (laughs) Her bite not yet fatal. Now, I actually thought that was going to be the end of Skender. It wouldn't have felt earned, though, because you don't, like, actually understand. You you kind of get he's a bad guy, but if they had just spent five more minutes showing, like, uh, Nagini and Credence's journey with the circus, they would have it would have been a bigger payoff to kill him. Is Skender really a bad guy, though? Yeah, he's a slave owner. More or less. He's a circus man. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, he's trapping his oddities. Yeah. Just like have, the oh, there's a house there. elf. Yep. I mean, Credence wanted to join the circus. I guess not. He's not a. He's not an act, but. Yeah. They should pack up real quick. Barnum and Bailey packs up pretty quick like that, too. R.I.P. I believe they just ended their circus run. Mm-hmm. People don't like circuses anymore. <laughs> I 
The house elf even turned the light off. It's <laughs> just like, I'm done using this uh, street corner now. Yeah, doesn't the family tree that's underground not come into play at all and is no. never even directly pointed out? But see... Brush I'm your curious. teeth, man. That's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell that stinks. <laughs> One question, though. I know Yusuf is just trying to play Tina at this point, but he is asking about keeping Credence safe not having these ministries try and kill him when in fact that's exactly what he himself is trying to do. Mm. Right. Again, what magic is this? They get Credence deposed just sideways? Hookah magic. Okay, well, first of all, that's called movie making. It doesn't matter how they got him deposed. <laughs> They've never seen that before, and it's used so stupidly. You could no. actually just show it. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. I was trying to read also what it said on the skull. Got to pause it another time. It says Grindelwald smoke hookah. So crawl. This guy, I think, I don't think we've explicitly stated in the in the show. I think he's a double agent. I think he's actually a good guy because he shows up at the end wearing a hat with the rest of the Aurors that are there to crash the party. I got more of the impression that he's just not committed. Not committed, right. Because he right. dies. He burns up when he tries to cross over. Right. The, he failed his moment of truth. Well, yeah, I think I think he's actually a good guy. We'll have to watch it. Well, he's dead now. No, I mean, we'll have to watch it during this movie. Like, oh. I'll be paying particularly close attention. Because he, he slipped up here. This is how you know that he's actually a good guy, because he calls Albus Dumbledore great. And Grindelwald's just like, okay, I have my suspicions about you, but I'll allow it. But right here, is that the part of Grindelwald that can foresee the future? Where he asks him the question about, will you be there with us? Mm, probably. The blue eye side of him. New York was chaotic, though. So saying it'll be just like New York all over again. Oops. Jacob just wants to get the gang back together. Yeah. yeah. 
He's like that friend from college who's like, let's all go to that same crappy bar we used to go to. It'll be great. I love this bro talk. What do I do when I see her, man? Just speak from the heart, bro. Jacob's like the real older brother Newt never had. Mm-hmm. Wingman. <laughs> it's the Coast Guard. Port Key Tout, the uh, subtitles say. What a butt. He's a capitalist. Yeah. Like also, an extra from Pirates of the Caribbean, apparently. Oh, really? No, I just mimic like the accent sounds very much like someone from that movie. We're like, oh, where'd you find that trivia? <laughs> Johnny Depp brought him over. <laughs> we'll believe anything, Laura. Be careful. It was in his demands. I, I love the idea that there's just some dude standing on the cliffs of Dover that like offers passage to Paris. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. He probably studies the papers carefully to see who is not allowed out of the country. And then when they come to him, doubles the cost. Yeah. I like this entrance, too. We've seen this a couple times. Just lifts up her dress, lets him on in. (laughs) She's very ladylike about it, though. So, yeah, it's got to get that to her. Her top is exposed. All right. So, let's (laughs) talk about what what magic is going on here. This is weird. So, he blows out of his wines, these gold sparks come out, and he can see the history of people he knows it must only be people he knows right no it's a recreation of time itself right so it's like how did he get to that time how do you pick the perfect time to see all this happening you don't like this is a movie is this is why it doesn't work the kappa he didn't know the kappa was there before but how do you know what i'm saying is incorrect that his magical gold dust doesn't only show his friends because I think it's picking up on the remnants, like the traces, right? So he's following footprints. He's following, like, he's able to tell that there's a Zuwu there. He had no idea. Like, he's not friends with the Zuwu. Newt would probably tell you he is. What draws him immediately, though, to just perform this spell in this street? Right. Right. Exactly. That's why I'm like, this is way too convenient. So, like, what... What is J.K. Rowling's explanation for this? Yeah. Well, and I'm also confused about how he's able to use Revelio for showing something in the past. I didn't think that's how that spell worked. The past should not be accessible except by Time Turner. (laughs) Does the script book give any info on this? Good question. I don't have it sitting right here.
And it seemed like people can see what he's doing, right? And he doesn't know use of comma. And that feather was probably not there a moment ago. And that's how Newt got avian flu. <laughs> and that feather is Yusuf's. Follow the feather. But also, like, what is this magic that's like the feather is leading them to Yusuf? Well, because that was in his hat, right? Yeah, but how does that work, though? Okay, so you know how in Slughorn's house in Half-Blood Prince, when they hit Reparo and the uh, chandelier comes back, everything except that one little piece, mm-hmm. and then it's under Harry's foot, and then it returns to the chandelier? Mm-hmm. It's like that. Okay. The, the feather has to return. <laughs> we don't know uh, for sure, but that's a good parallel. <laughs> yeah, the feather has to return to Yusuf. He's done uh, Reparo on Yusuf's hat. They never explained these constellations. Well, right. I, I I missed it, but did they have the beasts up there? Because uh, I feel like in one of the trailers, up in those domes were beasts. This was just a little offensive. offensive yeah. Problematic. Well, he she doesn't know how to speak English is the presumption, right? Yeah, but that's But clearly the, she can. <laughs> yeah. She's I feel like that's a very American thing to do. Yep. <laughs> and to like speak louder as though somehow that's going to help people understand you. Yeah. It's almost like she's causing a distraction for these bad guys to get away. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's she leaves the ministry seconds later. And mm-hmm. also did twi- did is Tina lying about working for the ministry or about being there on the ministry's behalf? Because she tells Yusuf Kama, or she tells Newt actually that she's going to the ministry. I'll point that out in a minute, but mm. the ministry has no record of Tina being there according to the desk clerk. Yeah. And you wonder, somebody raised this. I think it was one of our listeners. Could Queenie, hear what was going on inside the minds of Rosier and Abernathy Mm. in that moment. It almost seems like she's working on behalf of the American ministry. You have to imagine she's undercover in some capacity. Hmm. Just so many missed opportunities to show that. Well, maybe they didn't want to show it. Maybe it'll be a surprise. Next movie. You really do feel for her in this scene, though, I think. So many voices when all she wants to do is just hear one. Yeah. A baker's. (laughs) Her umbrella color matches her coat. Oh, honey, don't just sit down in the rain. Yeah, but they have to have a poignant shot of her crying in the rain. <laughs> that was important. That was the shot that was also in the trailer, and I think we were like, oh, yep, Queenie's going to be uh, 
troubled She's in gonna this She's going to lose one. it. Yep. So she just happened upon Queenie. That's another one of these things that's like... Someone notice me. They didn't have any meaningful dialogue there. They just stared. <laughs> There's more than one deleted scene. Of There's there. a lot of birds in this market. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of birds in this movie. Creedence and Naginia are just stealing shit. I hate stealing that guy. bread. I'm sorry, but they are the Edward and Bella of this movie. They just have these pained, <laughs> awkward faces and chemistry the whole time. Maybe that's why they cut the scenes. <laughs> They're like, man, this, this chemistry is not jiving. Why it suffers is just there's no dialogue to explain what their motivations are. Probably well, Credence is wants to know who I am, <laughs> and this is not the actor's fault at all. No, this is like the Bonnie Wright theory. I don't think Bonnie Wright's a bad actress. I think they gave her nothing to work with. It was a very tender moment. Mm-hmm. Greetings. What's up? Enjoy the next 30 seconds with him because you're going to die. Because you have a really bad haircut. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can you do this to any wall? Can you just like morph in? And what does it look like in in the wall? Yeah, I don't like, like what, that. What's the world like from in there? And is he like closer to outdoors right now? Like when he went through the window just there, is he like in some kind of netherworld outdoors alternate universe thing? Yeah, I think what bothers me about this is I, I feel like what we're supposed to accept is that these are adults, so they're just going to be capable of more complicated magic, mm -hmm. which is fine. But I would just like to know how the magic works. Yeah. Like it should bear some semblance to the rules of the universe that we're already aware of so that yeah, we can right. make these sort of leaps of faith. But it's hard for me to suspend my disbelief 
mm-hmm. when something just completely out of the blue like that happens. Yeah, and this bubble is complete and utter crap. If mm-hmm. there were a bubble that could survive <laughs> anything and Obscurial could throw at you, then all the adult wizards would have done it in the subway in movie one. This is this is you just killed Credence's only answer and he cannot touch you in this bubble. This is going to cause J.K. Rowling so many problems in the writing room later. Just like time turners. Yeah, well. Well, yeah, because we're led to believe that the Obscurus Grindelwald really wants an Obscurus because it's like this superpower that can defeat Dumbledore. But Dumbledore can just set up that ball of protection, too. Yeah, if Grimson (laughs) can do it, Dumbledore can do it. Yeah. Oh, he got sawdust all over his man. Credence is like everything I touch dies. <laughs> stupid, stupid, stupid. But come hold me closer, Nagini. Hold me. And closer. Nagini's like, damn, I love this man. <laughs> <laughs> He's so troubled. I love it. At least we got one linking scene where they kind of tried to explain what's going on here. Like Grimson's motivations are laid clear. Mm-hmm. The the Irma lady was who's the only person who could tell Credence the truth was eliminated. But did she know the truth because of the baby swap? Probably, yeah, maybe not. It would have been a truth that us as a viewer would be interested in, and Credence would, of course, be interested in it at the time until he finds out. Um, all that info at the end of the movie. So if he is really a Dumbledore and not Corvus the Strange, who Irma would have told him he was. Right. Then why did they need to eliminate Irma? Because she would have told him something that could have been proven wrong still by Lita's testimony. Like there's no reason to go out of your way, become assigned to this mission on the behalf of the ministry to covertly kill this woman. If well, you could just overrule her testimony anyway. Grimson doesn't know what, you know, Credence's true identity. Grindelwald hasn't told him, I don't think. And they just want to start teaching, or they just, I don't know, they just want to get in the way of whatever Credence is doing. So he has to go to Grindelwald? I and think Grindelwald that's right. Knows, Grindelwald knows all about Lita. So is he planning so, like he is he planning to involve her? Like what what are Grindelwald's plans for Lita right now? I, I just think Andrew was it's just to direct him towards Grindelwald. So yeah, exactly. He's sending him on a wild goose chase essentially. Because right now Credence doesn't know that that note initially came from Grindelwald to go to Irma. So he wants to make him desperate. Yep. Reunited and it feels so good. Thank you for my feather. <laughs> That's a good answer. That's a good evasive answer. Why is he all covered in grime and he was just in a sewer. Yeah. 
I, I don't dislike really any character in this movie. I don't dislike any of the things they attempted to do. I think it's unfortunate they didn't work. Like the character use of comma, like I like the little, the way he dodges questions, the way he like allows himself to kind of be brought on when in fact he's trapping them. Like, I think there's a lot to that, but it doesn't necessarily all add up. Right. And this all happens very quickly without much build up. I wish we got to spend more time down here. It looks like there's a lot of answers down here. Yeah, but Tina isn't studying. She just went to sleep. I'm going to full screen this so I can see all the details. <laughs> Lita Lestrange, Corvus Lestrange. Don't kill him. Why? We've also spoken about this before. This thing that's in his eye. Like, why has that existed? Is it just for this? So that they could break themselves out when he passes out? Yeah. <laughs> get the wands get the, seriously they're just going to leave the wands on the ground there I'm more surprised that well, let's see what happens next oh okay yeah So the random happenstance of the Zoo approaching near where they are prevents them from doing any further research down in the sewer where the entire family tree is of the Lestranges and looks like copious paperwork explaining what Kama is doing there. I like how the zoo is like a cat. Just yeah. <laughs> Newt's got such a funny pose too with how he mm-hmm. calms them. If all cats were the size of city buses. <laughs> Yeah, for real. I mean, nobody's appreciative at all. Nope. They're not like, thank you, you just saved the city. (laughs) 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 The students all look out. Visitors. We don't get visitors. Nobody likes us here. No, those students are like, but wait, you can't apparate here. <laughs> so I've heard a couple of things on that. I think it's because they're not within Hogwarts. That that's okay. It seems like a convenient loophole. 
But like they didn't need to do that. They could have gone to Hogwarts any other way too. So He's so good. I gotta say, Minerva looks really good for being five. <laughs> I think she's negative five, isn't she? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, Somewhere 19, in that range. 1934 or 19... You know, what's funny, though, did you guys see Captain Marvel yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jude Law's character in Captain Marvel, his number one lieutenant besides Captain Marvel, is a woman named Minerva. Yes. I, mm-hmm. I brought this up to Pat, too, and because it's Jude Law, you're, like, <laughs> thinking it's Minerva McGonagall. He's like, hey, Minerva, go yeah. do this. He says it at least five times, too. Uh-huh. It would have been nice to know who this Tycho Dradonis guy is for the viewer, because why should we take that so seriously? I'm sure that it doesn't matter. But yeah, I'm with you. It's it's just a MacGuffin. It's a thing that's like, oh, you've read these? Yeah, we've read them. Sure. It's almost like reading a tabloid. Hmm. Yeah. And worth mentioning, too, the McLagan that we just saw, much less douchey than the one we just read about. <laughs> I don't know about much less douchey, but yeah, you're right. Probably his grandfather? Yeah. I like the uh, student workbooks on Dumbledore's desk. I don't know why, but they just make me happy. Yeah, the page sides are all multicolored. Well, I mean, to his left, the thinner books. Oh. Like the red and the green. So Gryffindor and Slytherin, I guess. Remember when people were in denial about Dumbledore being the DADA teacher? Like... It's in his, he's in the DADA classroom. He is the defense against the dark arts teacher. <laughs> you know, someone emailed in this week and said that there's a quote somewhere, uh, as far as transfiguration goes, that Dumbledore taught McGonagall everything she knows. Mm. So presumably Dumbledore was a transfiguration teacher. How is this magic working? There's a disembodied youthful <laughs> Grindelwald. How is it happening? Is a mist? He cast it with his wand. What's going on? It's like one of those water projections. And they project images onto walls of water. Mm-hmm. He got so mean in that second. Will you fight him? That I feel like that there was extra dialogue right before that. That was building up to that anger. He tricked Dumbledore. Dumbledore's like, ah, fool me once. Shame on me. Is it surprising that they can just start tracking any person that they want might be a precursor to the same trace that's on underage wizards in the future Mm. and now Dumbledore sees the future no he's not seeing the future he knows what Grindelwald does Mm. but these people will walk into Grindelwald's event and maybe feel compelled to join his side Mm-hmm. beautiful shot of the great hall like oh my god 
It's never looked sharper. Yeah. Now look carefully when she opens this desk. You can yep. see a Deathly Hollow symbol, Quidditch there pitch, MN for MuggleNet. <laughs> Pretty creepy. Yeah. Yeah, I do find this odd. Like, ha why are they chasing her? Because she just she... muted somebody. Yeah, but what what are they doing? There's like 50 Easy. kids chasing her. <laughs> <laughs> they all hate her. We hate you. Go away. Yeah, what are they going to do with her if they catch her? I mean, this is the 20s. Or no, this is earlier. This is like 1904. This was a great scene. Newt's little study. And he looks just like Eddie Redmayne. It's pretty I crazy. Know. They did a really good job with the young casting yeah. here. I was convinced that this was Eddie's voice overdubbed for the child so that it linked, but I'm not so sure anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a good, it's a good connection. Bird, drink. Should have had a drinking game with this. Every time you see a bird. Every time you hear about a prophecy. Every time there's Polyjuice Potion. This is the every Harry Potter movie drinking game. <laughs> this is one of the first scenes we saw from Crimes of Grindelwald. I think. I know they showed it to media very early. Mm. No, we were all jealous. <laughs> a hypable writer and coincidentally somebody on twitter who i follow um have both recently called out the fact that uh, they do this to young students, make them face their worst fears in front of uh, their classmates. When? Huh? Like in the real world? No, here. Oh, well, yeah. They do this in uh, Star Trek to enter Starfleet Academy as well. They have like a holograph simulation. You're supposed to face your worst fear to be able to study there but like if i'm a student i don't want to show everybody my worst fear you know you might get bullied about it or something mm -hmm. yeah, you'd be really vulnerable or yeah. like also what if you get triggered really bad by it and you freak out in front of all your classmates yeah yeah mental health is pretty important jk rolling sick <laughs> oh look dumbledore's future death island <laughs> i was like ooh, baby whomping willow the first time i saw that tree oh yeah totally <laughs> Wow. 
Bond quality wood. Even the facial expressions are Newt-like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or Eddie Redmayne-like, I should say. This kid must have really studied him in the first movie. MN. <laughs> Newt and Lita are goals. Get out of here, Theseus. How did he find her? Marauder's map. <laughs> it doesn't exist yet unless there's time travel. This is a great scene. Yeah. An important scene, probably. She is so good. She's she's like mm-hmm. show up in every movie good. But his sister's not really dead. His sister's credence. Ariana flashback. Right? I wonder who's going to play young Aberforth. Robbie Coltrane. <laughs> I like how he says, I'm told confession is a great weight lifted. I've never experienced <laughs> that myself. <laughs> but from what I hear, it's good. <laughs> That'll be a nice foreshadow um, when we look back on it in a later movie with uh, whenever we get those early Dumbledore Grindelwald scenes. Mm. Persistent tea kettle. Do we think there's something in the tea? Yeah, it's a big question, isn't it? I would say so. We're in Grindelwald's place. She was already on this path before the tea, though. Yeah. But uh, clearly he hasn't changed things up too much. There's a rocking horse that's still (laughs) in the living room. Sometimes he puts the dead kid on it, pushes it back and forth. (laughs) I think the children's things are meant to put her at ease because her boss is not explicitly stated to be Grindelwald until now. You know, any reference at all to the fact that she was working under this man for several months would be helpful. Mm -hmm. It's it's still weird to me to see Grindelwald just like hanging out in a house with other people, because you think back to Voldemort, like there were very rarely scenes like this. He would be hanging out with other Death Eaters, but he wouldn't be like hanging out on the street or in the house with somebody like Queenie. Yeah, it's kind of refreshing. It is. There must be something in the tea because I don't think she'd let him hold her wand. 
Well, yeah. I mean, I think we're we're led to believe that she's already teetering on the edge anyway. So I I would buy it if there were something in the tea to just kind of push her over the edge. But is there anything more powerful than love? And she wants to be, she wants to marry Jacob and tell the world. The Maybe that's all she this, needs. Mirrors in the same room it's going to be in for 70 years until Harry screws everything up. Maybe it's bolted in there. <laughs> oh, it's blood packed. Oh, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's very erotic blood mixing it's happening here. <laughs> it's little droplets form a conveniently sized locket thingy do they sell that thing i wonder here in the real world oh god i think angelina jolie has one <laughs> probably uh in the next edition of the noble collection they're uh usually good with that stuff yeah yep i'll say it again where is uh Perinelle? nicholas mel's wife All the subtlety of a blunt axe. Also, did Nuke create this environment just for the zoo? Do, do you think he has some backup environments that are just like, you know, mountains in Indonesia? I would say certain cl- certain environments. I mean, how many could you need? Cold, tropical, dry. Yeah, that's true. water there's a funko of newt standing in his suitcase like this and i want it oh my god is there yeah i think it's a barnes and noble exclusive I'm wondering why Dumbledore and Grindelwald didn't do an Unbreakable Vow versus a Blood Pack. I think the Blood Pack was more sexy. (laughs) No, really, though. Do we know that? So could it be that there's a difference in the outcome? Like maybe a Blood Pack just doesn't allow them to go against each other, whereas with an Unbreakable Vow, one could die. Mm-hmm. And I guess you do you need a third person for the unbreakable vow? It's like to administer it. I mean, based on what we've seen in the Potter books, yes. Yeah. You need like a witness. So maybe that's mm-hmm. a factor. What does Jacob do with that parasite, seriously? Flush it. Presumably down the it dies soon after it's disconnected. Yeah.
Okay, so she says she's going back to the ministry. We know the French ministry has never heard of her. So where is she going? Do you think Grindelwald could be behind that? I wonder. But in what way? Well, the receptionist. Mm. Maybe was confunded. I don't know. Making it well, up. then they don't need to break in if she's confunded. The bad guys like the Abernathy and them. Well, there's other people in the ministry besides this receptionist. Yeah. Why the black curtain? And who's the redhead? She appears at the end. Yeah, I know, but... Mm -hmm. She enjoys the curtain. That's a curtain I can support. (laughs) He calls his followers with well-placed drapes. Yeah, I don't get that. I would have liked I know, to have it's seen... like, I'm going to block your way into your home with the curtain. <laughs> Do you think Please the muggles might hang notice? Out. Yeah. <laughs> I would have preferred like a bat signal or something. <laughs> Even this is more haunting than the uh, augury. The muggles just be driving around like nothing just happened. I mean, I suppose they can't see it. That would be weird. So why are they changing direction now? Because he says we have to go to the French Ministry of Magic to go get this box. And now they're changing direction. Wasn't she already headed to the ministry? Mm -hmm. That's where she said she was headed. drink see that looks like a phoenix though it's got the little yeah thing on top of its head mm-hmm. some tinges tinges of red i think too <laughs> dumbledore's love <laughs> I want to know who I am. I want to know who I am. I want to know who I am. Man, Grinnevald in these notes. He's Hmm. such a romantic. But if that's where he's going to find out the truth, and even then, it's only by eavesdropping on another person's no, unpredictable but confession. He finds out the truth later on, not at Pierre Lachaise. Oh, yeah. It was just to get him to show up, right? I know. <laughs> Poor Credence saw this manipulation. 
Yeah, I swear I could think the parasite had gotten into Jacob right now. Because his stomach is all funny. Because I am a mummy. (laughs) (laughs) Not all alchemists are mortal. And also, like, you're not actually immortal. It's because you have the Philosopher's Stone. Yep. I hate that he's frail. Yeah, like, that doesn't really make any sense if he has the elixir of life. Either you're immortal or you're not. Yeah. I felt like that was just fun comic relief. Like they this? totally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Jacob runs that fast also, so it's cool. <laughs> what magic is this? Every time there's a vision of Credence, Eric's just demanding what the magic is. (laughs) It's a different style of magic every damn time, and it's overused. It's stupid. It's like security camera footage that shouldn't exist because there's no third party to record it. I can't stand how lazy this is. At least in a crystal ball, it kind of makes sense, but... Close me up. Yeah, that little clip show. There's a stone. There's a stone. Here comes his Order of the Phoenix book. I think this might be a very early version of the order. Because you see a phoenix on the front. Mm-hmm. Tap to open. Just like a iPhone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You do see Dumbledore in this. Um, it you you don't actually see it, but in the script book, it notes that there's a page for Dumbledore. That's cool. And then she is going to have um, a bigger role in the third movie, apparently. Mm-hmm. I love Jessica Williams. Yeah, huge Harry Potter fan. Mm-hmm. You know, J.K. Rowling and Jessica Williams met over Twitter, and they bonded over the Sims video game. Really? They both love playing The Sims. Oh. J.K. Rowling has unfortunately not accidentally tweeted me yet <laughs> while talking about The Sims, but maybe one day. Polyjuice. Yep. He says, and Drink. a hugger. So that is where he grabbed the uh, ah. hair. That's awkward. Kind of a an an interesting kind of throwback or to um Ron kissing what's her face in the ministry. Oh, Mary yeah. Cattermole. Yeah, yeah. I think this is the real Theseus. Is it? I, yeah. Yeah. Oh. He's already in the ministry. Let's pretend it's Newt though. That's more fun. 
Yeah, Newt that finally getting that kiss. Oh yeah, and the real Theseus sees fake Theseus. They're all your typewriters, Eric. Theseus. Oh yeah, damn, I missed it. Oh wait, yeah, there they are, little circular. They actually made those. They weren't just. I don't know. You could have done cardboard or something, but they're actually like metal. Well, that was a bad polyjuice potion. (laughs) It was literally only supposed to get him through the front door and not any subsequent doors. Oh, so they, they do write letters to each other because Newt said that he may have mentioned in his letters to Tina that they have a complicated relationship. So they were communicating, just not after she saw the magazine article. They need their own Order of the Phoenix book. Yeah, really. It's basically like video chat, like Skype yeah. video chat. It's pretty cool. If you want me, you can watch me on my video phone. phone, <laughs> phone. It's just so cryptic, pun intended. Why do we not think that it was tampered with in some way? Right. Well, yeah, you think back to them entering the French ministry 20, 30 minutes ago. See, that's why it's so unreliable. You, there's like five entry points where the information we're getting could be wrong. There only needs to be one or two. But, well, wait a second. I mean, Lita was telling the whole story. It didn't really matter what was in the book. Exactly. This woman is clearly possessed. (laughs) Or she's just just a tough security guard. Whatever she is. So he trusts... Oh, foreshadow. So he trusts that she knows Lita Lestrange by name, but that she wouldn't know her if she saw her. These are simpler times, Eric. Yeah. Way before you would need to use Polyjuice Potion to break in and pretend to be somebody (laughs) with the last name Lestrange. The light is now searching for her. Wish I could send a beam of light to do my bidding. I'm sad. I need you in my life. (laughs) To win you back.
Speak from the heart, man. Now, the scene is so frustrating to me. Oh, you think so? I like yeah. it. Is it because they're awkward? I mean, they're awkward, but they're also adults. Speak. Who are nervous to come clean about their love, Laura. I guess I'm just not sentimental enough for this kind of stuff. We all can't be as tough as you. We have to build up the nerve to open up. <laughs> so lame. I'm serious. Alan Manders. I heard that noise. I thought it was in my house. <laughs> What's that? It's the walls. <laughs> that like noise that they heard. I thought it was actually happening in my place. I do have to say huge shout out to James Newton Howard for the score. The music really sells this movie. Whatever weird movie they were trying to make, this the score is really solid in many places. I'm not a score guy, so I'll take your word for it. I mean, like the choir of high-pitched voices. You hear that? Going, oh, yeah, I just yeah. can't. I don't know. I never like really get wrapped up in it. Yeah. No matter the movie. Little note says IOU, a complete family history illustrated. It's really convenient that she read that out loud so that they could hear it. (laughs) General audiences can't read cursive because they never learned cursive. (laughs) They no longer teach it in school. Pickett, shut up. Circumrota. Literally Latin for turn this thingy. Oh, see, without the subtitles, I thought she was saying like second rotor or something. (laughs) (laughs) She's going on the boat. Hey, baby. (laughs) I had to find a new woman because you're going to be dead. But why are they after Lita? It's her family's records. Yeah, she has a right to be here. Well, so maybe they're just after Newt and Tina. Also, these are spirit guardians. So are they alive? Are they dead? Are they ghosts? They're whatever they want to be. (laughs) Isn't this the same room they were in earlier? Just the records are coming out of the floor. Catfight. This is like the scene in Jurassic Park where the T-Rex gets rid of the raptors. (laughs) Okay. So the Zuwu can leap tall distances or like cross continental things. And the Matagos are from a spirit realm. So when they escape the ministry, I want to know what happens. Can you speak up? I'm I'm I can't hear you over the Zuwu. Sorry. <laughs> I'm wondering 
what happens here when the Zuwu ju- like just warps? Are they in a spirit realm right now where the Metagos come from? Totally. Are they in some kind of netherworld? Like, what is this? I think. Oh. Isn't it mentioned earlier in the film that Zuwus can travel long distances in relatively short periods of time? Yeah. So are they. Is the Zuwu creating the portal? Or are these ghost cat things creating the portal? I guess the Zuwu oh. then. Well, if the Zuwu can do it, <laughs> I would think it would be the Zuwu. But it looked like a macabre kind of. I don't. Then why are the cats spirit guardians? I don't get it. They're. I don't know. They're used to guard the ministry, though, not... Yeah. It's just, it's the use of the word. It's The cats are, like, undead or something. Stop right now. Thank you very much. I need to share the truth with my boyfriend, Newt. Also, why did these two not reach out to each other? I want to know who I am! (laughs) (laughs) Statue of a person restless in bed, can't sleep. So for me, this was the hard part to follow. Yep. Lita's part, like I can sort of get uh, after a second watch, but this was like, ah! Well, what's not to get? Like, Lita's biological father was a jealous man who stole Kama's mother away from his father. This is just a lot of info. Like, there was one woman, then there was another woman, and the son, and another son. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a big info dump, which is problematic in movies. Something like this works in a book. Yeah, where you can kind of stare at it for a while to wrap your head around it. <laughs> yeah, or you can reread, or right. you can like reach back a little bit. But when you're watching this in the theater, you're like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. So his task is to kill the person Lestrange loves best in the world. And I guess this is the kind of stuff that WB CEO Kevin Sujihara, who we spoke about the other day, was like, this is the stuff the hardcore fans want and the casual moviegoer doesn't want. That was his idea.
So Mr. Lestrange was a bit sexist. Just and a rapist. Male. Yeah, wanted a male heir. Is does it does make me wonder since we know that um, Voldemort, the re- like part of the reason that he's so messed up is because he was conceived basically through date rape, and mm-hmm. Lita was the same. So it makes me wonder if there's any kind of like inherent defect with her, like there is with Voldemort. Mm-hmm. It's just as problematic that like Lily's protection of Harry gave him some kind of massive protection against the killing curse. He's the only baby who survived the killing curse. Cause his mom jumped in front of the spell when in fact parents would have done that hundreds of times throughout the centuries for their to mm-hmm. protect their loved ones same thing about the rape like so lita is damaged fundamentally because she was conceived under duress it doesn't make any sense like that happens all the time So what you're saying, Lita, is I still do not know who I am. Do you think Newt knows? Just his reaction, that moment suggests that he knows the truth. I think you're right, Micah. On Which, the read. about what Lita did. Yeah, if she told, well. If she told anybody, she would have told Newt. Yeah, they, yeah. This looks just like the Black family tree, doesn't it? Same kind of style. Yeah. Oh, they're I mean, the same family, aren't they? Oh, right. Yep. <laughs> it's been... 85 years. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, who said that there was a, uh, the Phoenix book is somewhere in the. I looked at that. That uh, was fake news. Ah, damn. Yeah. Would have been very cool, but. So Irma's on the Titanic. That is is Credence's aunt, right? Right. Well, and a Dumbledore, presumably. Right. That book right there. That is allegedly. Oh, wow. So there is a book. But, you know, you have a book on a ship. You got to kill some time. Yeah, it's like a month-long journey. I just wanted the baby and shot the owl. Yeah, I mean, come on. You don't have a binky or something? I can see a kid doing this. I don't think that's... Yeah, why not use magic to shut him up? <laughs> yeah, take away its mouth. <laughs> like, <laughs> like like you did in Hogwarts. But also, like, how are these lifeboats? Oh, never mind. One just went over. <laughs> <laughs> but in the first one, I was like, they're sitting way too calmly. Yeah. So Credence's aunt is reaching for him, fails. But there's no way Lita could ever see this uh, vision. Right at all mm-hmm. which well, bring, begs the question how is she able to see that as her greatest fear yep well she remembers the baby wrapped up 
Yeah, but she doesn't know that it sank. Like, was she told later that her lifeboat was the only one that got away? What else could have happened? I mean, it could have been alive. The kid could have survived. The idea that the baby drowned, she can't possibly know that. Let alone have seen it. Well, and not only that, presumably either Percival's sister or I forget Dumbledore's mother's name, Kendra, her sister went down on that shipwreck too. And would have been powerful enough to stop it. It's not like everybody's magic just failed. Laura, have you finished your coffee yet? Oh, yeah. Long time ago. Both of them? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. I'm, I'm an addict. <laughs> I'm almost on my XL, but it's cold. So I don't really want it, but I do want it. And who was listening in that now that we got the full backstory, I can conveniently slide this slab open so that you can see <laughs> the rest of the, you know? Bird. It's magic, Eric. Yeah, but it's little stuff like that that when it happens for the 500th time well, in the film, you're like, this is garbage. And here's my question, too, about Yusuf Kama. He should be absolved of the unbreakable vow at this point, no? Mm-hmm. Right. Nagini had, like, a legitimate reaction there. She looks like she's under something here. Yeah. I yeah, think but what if she's not? Wouldn't it be weirder if she's not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nolan backs up what I was saying earlier about the, uh, Lita witnessing the baby drowning. He says she didn't see it, but understands the baby most likely drowned. So this is what she imagines it looks like. I mean, it's not hard to imagine what a baby drowning wrapped up looks like, you guys. Yeah, but they use the exact effect for the bugger. Dumbledore warned against this. Yep. Mm. And it's not Dumbledore seeing, seeing the future. It's just knowing the type of person Grindelwald is. In the red corner, weighing 185 pounds, presenting. Standing ovation for the big G. (laughs) (laughs) The big G. And isn't this the speech? So, WB had Johnny Depp show up at Comic-Con this past summer. And he did this speech on stage in his full Grindelwald getup. Yeah. And he did a really good job. (laughs) I guess he rememorized this whole speech. Yeah. Yeah, There is video, yeah. I feel like 
there are very few actors who could pull something like this off. Mm -hmm. Thank God they didn't make us all remember that they are called Non Magique in France. I think it's funny that um, France uses the same terminology as the U.S. for muggles. Mm. Yeah. I like the can't spells terminology. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's next. You think that's the Brazilian one? I think so. A little foreshadowing. It's like how Pixar puts a little Easter egg <laughs> of their next movie in each movie. Yeah, didn't you see the Lestrange vault was tomb A113? <laughs> Good one. I mean, I'm listening to this and I'm convinced. I'll walk through that blue fire and pass the test. Yeah, just go hang out with Wizard Hitler. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. Mean Queenie. And see, this is just poor planning. Why? Where's the All uh, of this right here? head like, of magical law enforcement? Why is... They think that walking in here and being quote unquote peaceful is going to assuage all of these people's concerns about the ministry, but they know that these are extremists, that these are fanatics. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be looking for a fight as we mm -hmm. see in a couple of minutes. Yep. I think it's beautiful that Grindelwald keeps the blood pack in his breast pocket. I want this hookah. I'll have what he's having. <laughs> what is, is possibly... it good for? Absolutely nothing. Can you imagine people on broomsticks fighting against fighter planes? That'd be pretty cool. Oh, the atomic bomb. See, this is the part that really sells the era, the movie... Mm -hmm. Grindelwald's mission everything he's basically saying this is why I fear muggles because they're gonna ruin this world he looks really old in this shot yeah real pale yeah well it's a complete contrast to what he looked like just minutes prior mm. do you think he was just having a bad day Johnny Depp oh uh I'm more so mean from the standpoint of being that charismatic, convincing individual. Ah. He now looked a he's bit demented got them. there. Yeah. Exactly. And there's actually a great uh, sequence in the special features where he takes different approaches to the moment just prior to killing Lita. Yeah. Oh. I don't know if you saw that, but... No. Yeah. He takes like different, um, what would you call it, Eric? Uh, versions or, or, yeah, kind of like portrayals, deliver takes delivery. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah, like Yates was able to shout at him on set, like, 
okay, do it melancholy. Do it as if she's special. Do it as if she's not special. Do it as if you Do you hear her. Yates saying this? Um, I think so. Or at least Depp talks about it. And then you this. see the actual different approaches. Hmm. There's the redhead. I swear she's somebody's niece or something. <laughs> it's Chris Columbus's daughter, everybody. <laughs> Hufflepuff. <laughs> it looks like what's her name from Stranger Things? Yeah, Barb. Yeah. Barb. Yeah. Hashtag justice for Barb. <laughs> now, my question with that is why? Why'd they have to kill Barb? Yeah. Like, what was the need for the killing curse? It was. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about Stranger Things. Well, that too. <laughs> the Auror could have used non-lethal force. Yeah, well, you could say the same thing about um, muggle police forces. Mm -hmm. So I think this is just a parallel to a real-world problem. Yep. Everyone was so on edge. So this is exactly what Grindelwald wanted. You almost wonder if he had the aura under control in some way. Maybe. Gave but him some he doesn't feel the Niffler... And I, is there like a bond between Newt and the Niffler? Because Newt looks very closely at that blood pact earlier on. And then the Niffler gets out. And he goes and takes yeah, the it. Nif the Niffler didn't see that blood pact himself, you're saying. Well, do we see Newt? Because what if Newt is the Niffler? Didn't somebody just write in that Newt could be an Animagus? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but we see them together a lot. Oh, yeah. I guess he wasn't wearing a hat. I made that up. <laughs> What does he mean by that? Because is he just trying to kill them by walking through the circle? Because what are they going to do? Quickly, purely convert to Grindelwald's side, then walk through? Yeah. I hope these flames are just like transporting them and not actually killing them it seems like uh zoe kravitz doesn't even really know yeah because remember we spoke about she was on dan fogler's po podcast and there was some comment that kind of hinted like for all she knows she might very well be back <laughs> oh yeah you're right mm-hmm but I hope not. I don't like fake outs. Yeah, me neither. There's so many of them in this movie. I will say at this point, I'm operating under the assumption that Queenie has been cursed yeah. or something. Because it makes way more sense when you think about it that way. Mm. When I saw the movie the first time, this really frustrated me because I was like, 
I'm so confused by this. This doesn't seem to be in line with her character. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel like we got a lot enough context throughout the movie to explain why she would do this. Yeah. Well, yeah, as part of her dying, she's screaming like that right there. I, I don't think she's under a spell at all. Not even a little bit. I think the whole crazy thing that he called her crazy goes back to the earlier part of the movie that she really is thinking that what she's doing is right. And although it crushes her, she goes into the whole Grindelwald thing because she thinks it must be done. Hmm. At least the dialogue pretends that there's not a spell. Because he didn't for me. He doesn't care about anyone, Newt. Where's Lita been this whole time? Walking around the peripheral. What? <laughs> yeah, and he's supposed to know who she is. Remember, most of Grindelwald's plan here has been obfuscating the truth behind the Lestrange family. But these two have not interacted at all the first half of this movie. He clearly has been studying her, though. He's been lurking in the interwebs, (laughs) photo-stalking her. Psych! (laughs) Wait, who? (laughs) Oh, he was ready for that. Yeah, Lita's got to be way too important to his plan mm-hmm. for him to just kill her like that. Hmm. And they apparate out seconds later so they don't really see the full effect. <laughs> I didn't like that line. No. Not needed. Uh, yeah, that's Johnny Depp quirkiness. Or Yates quirkiness. Is that in the script book? Oh, I wonder. Well, maybe that is Grindelwald E. I mean, I'm I feel like we're led to assume that this is all canon. So Yeah. Why not? Yeah, but like right, but with a lot of movies, there's occasionally a little bit of improv. And that could have been something that Johnny Depp wanted to throw in. I hate Paris. But I do also feel that Grindelwald could say something like that maybe not with the same delivery that johnny depp gave it it's kind of like i i'll get you next time mr scamander or darn i would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for that infernal niffler love these spells or yeah stick your wand into the ground thought that was a clever use of wands you know how many corpses are they desecrating right now oh come on i mean they're dead whatever think a reparo will put this all back together 
I do find it fascinating the connection between like Christianity and magic that that this is like a you know a biblical demon kind of thing mm-hmm. like goat horns and it's really just like the most powerful fire that there is kind of speaks towards contemporary like views of hell as being this pit of fire kind of getting some game of thrones vibes too right yeah. with the dragons well and with the fire eric it's in many religions fire is seen as cleansing um so it's not this way in christianity but in other religions you can actually ascend from hell because the idea is the fire cleanses you so that you can leave And it's interesting how Grindelwald is using that. The fire is sort of like a way to weed people out, Mm -hmm. you know, and he's viewing them as truly cleansed if they're able to get through the fire. That is fascinating. Mm. And then moments later, we have like this demonic goat, goat uh, horned (laughs) serpent creature thing. It is weird how it is. I wonder if the satanic church is going to sue JK Rowling. (laughs) For using Baphomet or... yeah. Hmm. Isn't it though? Like, it just ends very abruptly. There's yep. no like big bang or anything like that. I'm always so wishy-washy on big movie endings. All movies use these big endings. I actually yeah. found Captain Marvel very refreshing because there wasn't some giant ending. It was yeah. It could have been bigger. Yeah. The, the accuser just turning tail right oh shame it took lita's death to bring those brothers together (laughs) (laughs) they can both mourn her of course in their love for her I want to see Theseus and Albus Dumbledore date. What? I want to see Theseus and Albus Dumbledore date. I don't know. Theseus doesn't seem like Dumbledore's type. He's not nearly as sociopathic. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, everybody focus on Jacob's uh, expression in this. I don't see nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Again, Hogwarts just looks beautiful. I mean, yeah. technology really now is just... Yeah, Jacob has no clue what's Jacob going is on. Like, Somebody needs to ask Dan Fogler about that. Like, if that's what's happening. What? Is he but can he right see now? Dumbledore? Newt's going to walk off the bridge. Oh, my God. Someone yeah, don't stop do him. it. Newt is pissed. Man, seeing these two together in the scene, you just want more at this moment. Like, I would have loved to have gone to Dumbledore's office after this and, like, have... A longer convo about the blood pack. Austria. Also very beautiful. So sharp. Laura, does Queenie seem like she's under a spell here? Not as much as she did before. Yeah. Maybe he adjusted the T. I mean... Purposefully helping him i mean it's just very convenient that she can read minds and it seems to me like grindelwald would do anything that he could to get somebody like that in his arsenal yeah Yeah. and that combined with the really pushy tea kettle 
early on makes me think that something might be up. Other, if if it's not, then we didn't get enough context surrounding why her character did the things she did. That's the story of this movie, though. I think that makes sense, though. Grindelwald wanted her because she can read minds, and maybe his assistant Rosier uh, noticed that she's getting a lot of voices in her head. So maybe that's why she was drawn to her to be- begin with on that rainy sidewalk. Uh, see, the beasts still do matter in this series. <laughs> kind of. I mean, we've been speculating about this. Like, the beasts will be used to help defeat Grindelwald. <laughs> Jacob is still pretty confused. Does Grindelwald even notice it's gone? That's a good question. Does he think it's buried under rubble? You would think he would know because it was just like sitting there on his breast pocket. That'd be like not noticing your watch is missing. Right. Next movie better open up with Dumbledore and Newt talking. So like a couple of minutes before that line happened, I was sitting there in the theater going, no, please don't do this. <laughs> right here, I think, please. is when it dawned on me. Yeah, please don't do this. <laughs> so what we were talking about in the last Muggle cast. Yep. Yeah, he just kind of accelerated its growth. That's Fox, right? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> what if it was the captions that said it, <laughs> revealed it? <laughs> it just says Fox. Apparently not, because we've never heard of Aurelius Dumbledore before this moment. Right. <laughs> but you got to make twists like this. Yeah, so, because people apparently weren't surprised by the quote-unquote twist in the last movie, so they were like, well, what was the twist? Do something. What was that twist? Yeah, what was that the need to uh, blow up the mountain? Right, that it was a- <laughs> that it was actually Grindelwald, not Graves. I think everybody was Look, it this is Hollywood. You got to give us some surprises. And if J.K. Rowling had to make something up that she didn't think of before, I'm fine with it. Because that's the just... movie could have ended though with them walking into Hogwarts. I don't think you needed the Aurelius Dumbledore nope. reveal. Really? Because some people say that's the only interesting thing that happened in this movie. I don't think. So. I mean, that's the thing that happened in this movie that pissed me off the most. Because <laughs> yeah, it's well... it's just unearned. It's a giant middle Thank finger. You. That's a great word, Laura. Yeah. Unearned. It's just. It's just there as a reveal. And it, um, I, because I think Queenie going over to the side of Grindelwald, Credence going over the side of Grindelwald, 
Like mm-hmm. those are pretty big moments. Yeah. And you could have ended it with them walking uh, on the uh, bridge there back into Hogwarts. Yep. And to be honest with you, when Queenie crossed over, that for me was the like, what moment of the movie? And I think if they had done more with her character to sort of substantiate that kind of development, it would have felt more earned, you know? Um, And I would have been less frustrated by the way that her character arc happened in this movie. But instead, it just all felt rushed to this point of revealing like, oh, there's a secret Dumbledore child. Yeah, I I disagree. I, I think that was the most exciting part of the movie. And it leaves fans just gasping and and wondering we're gonna we're gasping gasping i would say scratching their heads well that too nobody who i saw this movie with gasped at that everybody was just like what What? (laughs) but but then when you think about it more you're like what does it mean because that has huge implications so yeah of course but yeah yeah implications from the standpoint of you don't know whether or not Grindelwald is telling the truth. Maybe you guys would have liked it more if it was like in the middle of the movie and then we got a little bit more information later as the movie progressed. Maybe. I mean, literally we go like 15 minutes ago, we find out about the baby switch on the Titanic. And then they're like, oh, by the way, you're Dumbledore's long lost brother. It's a lot. I I think it was a great Hollywood ending. But yeah. d- does anyone here believe that um, Creden- or Grindelwald is lying to Credence? I hope he is, but I don't think so. My only question would be what Graves knew, you know, searching for the Obscurial. Because I don't see that there's a way for Grindelwald to know exactly who Credence is unless he was there with Dumbledore when they, like, created Credence. Mm-hmm. Or, but the, then uh, known what to look. Homunculus for. theory, wasn't that? Yeah, that hum- homunculus thing. But but then he would have known better what to look for in the first film, when he was in disguise as Graves. It's he just a lot of timelines and canon not fitting in together either. You know, with certain things, and I know we've talked a lot about it on previous episodes where we've really gone deep into Aurelius Dumbledore, mm-hmm. but. I, I, it's just hard because we've learned about the Dumbledore family and Deathly Hallows mostly, and there was never, ever, ever a mention of this brother. And that's why it's so great. No, that's why it's so awful. It's just that, look, I mean, the Queenie thing, Laura, too, like, J.K. Rowling wants us to question, well, was the teapot special? Was it not? Is she going under question? Because she thinks that's mystery now. That's what passes as, oh, my God, the, the mystery that's on everyone's tongues is Queenie making sense. No, or- that is not. And here's the thing. Go back to the first movie. Grindelwald doesn't even think Credence is anything worth anything. Yeah. So there's no way that he... When did he learn that Credence is Aurelius Dumbledore? It had to have been at some point either in the first movie or between the first movie and when he breaks out or the maybe last... he learns the truth in Paris. Like That's where the writing is faulty because otherwise mm-hmm. he, he would have known he was after Credence to begin with, and he, and he clearly doesn't. Mm-hmm. Right. He treats him like crap for most of the first film. Yep. Yeah, it's true. 
Lots of unanswered questions. Yep. Well, so it'll be super interesting to see what comes next. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Hope you enjoyed. And we'll see you. Do you feel the mystery? Do you feel the mystery, guys? Do I feel the mystery? I think it's fair to say that we're all still pretty confused by this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's... I don't know. You got to do like more research on Tycho Dodonis and no. See, but we're we shouldn't be expected to do that, you know. Yeah. Use of comma clearly has a role to play in future films. <laughs> He's the key to everything, you guys. Mm-hmm. What I will say is, on a upon a second viewing, the pacing didn't feel quite as jarring as it did the first time I saw it, which is good. But it says something about a movie when you have to go back and watch it again just to understand Mm -hmm. the basic. This was only your second time? Mm -hmm. Oh. I I still think that we are going to... She wasn't paying for that again. (laughs) Yeah, no. I was like, well, I'll wait till this comes out. In general, it's smooth. The effects are beautiful. The music Mm -hmm. I love. Mm -hmm. Like not a terrible movie i I still think that one issue that we as fans have to grapple with is the fact that we are getting all this information in the form of a movie for the first time i brought this up a couple months ago if this were i i think we're going to look back on this movie once all the movies are out and everything is going to come together everything's going to make more sense It, it doesn't make much sense now but that's because we don't have the context that we need if this had been a book J.K. Rowling would have had more time to flesh areas of it out. So I, I just feel like, you know, we're kind of like in this holding pattern right now. And this is all going to make sense when we look back at it after movies yeah. four or five. I don't doubt that. I, I, but it's clear that just based upon the news that we've had recently that she's had to go back and do some additional writing for mm-hmm. the third film because there are there are plot holes, there are gaps, there mm-hmm. are, are things that don't make sense, a lot of which we've spoken about. So, yeah, this uh, is a massive yeah, film. Yeah, and there's there is a, a different, a very different, a big difference between something being mysterious and not being completely answered and just not making sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this and is a mass this, released film. You shouldn't yeah. have to be J.K. Rowling, David Yates, or David Heyman to make sense of it. Mm hmm. Right. Shouldn't I shouldn't be. have to go home and get on the internet and start Googling shit <laughs> to try and figure out what the maybe, hell happened in this. Maybe this is just all a ploy to get us to go to Pottermore. <laughs> there are no answers there. Yeah. <laughs> There's like an after credit scene of JK Rowling saying, and if you want to understand more about this movie, please go to Pottermore. Yeah. Pottermore is coming back. I'm also trying to be more positive about it because, you know, we are a Harry Potter podcast. So... I think a lot of the first half of this commentary was very positive. Mm-hmm. I, well, positive is, well, I, I don't know. Fair like, criticism. I want us to be fair. Yeah, we're, we're fair. I, and yeah, and I when think... you love something, you question right. it. Of course, of course. Because you care about it. And I think it's fair to say that all of us loved the first movie. Mm-hmm. The first Fantastic mm-hmm. Beast was excellent and mm. i was so excited to see this one and kind of disappointed because i felt like we went from having a really good movie that showcased jk rowling's ability to screenwrite to this it was very jarring mm. right 
Yeah. Are we just not general audiences? Is that the problem? <laughs> and uh, WB CEO did say that they are hoping that the third movie is better than the first one. I'm surprised that he specifically said mm. that. I know. Didn't that? Doesn't that come across as kind of like a veiled threat? Well, like, uh, hey, Joe and Gates, <laughs> yeah. please make a good movie. Well, that was a big admission <laughs> to me that they knew that number two wasn't good, wasn't well received. Be- mm-hmm. The fact that they don't only have to make it better than the second one, they have to make it better than the first one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. didn't they have some trouble with test audiences on this movie, too? Uh, yes. Yes. Did they? I don't remember uh, hearing I- that. I don't know specifically what the feedback was. I remember they... a, a guy who saw it tweeted that the first scene, the Grindelwald breakout was cool, but the rest of it was a mess. I Even... thought that one of the big problems they had was that test audiences liked Grindelwald too much. Uh, the, the, Yates says that in one of the special features. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... All right. Well, well, the credits have rolled. The, um, <laughs> Movie theater crew is now coming in to clean up, so we should probably <laughs> leave our seats. Oh, my God. Speaking of which, Andrew, the other day when I went to see Captain Marvel, I was sitting next to this row of, like, five nerds, super excited to see the movie, which was great. They were all cheering and hooting and hollering throughout the movie. And I was like, oh, this is great. This group of, like, five dudes that are in here just, like, cheering on Captain Marvel. But then these guys all got up and left, and they left so much garbage all over the place i was so mad and i yelled at them i was like what is wrong with you (laughs) did you yeah wow and they and they just kind of kept walking and i was like damn it and so i picked up all their garbage oh my god (laughs) you did yeah that's what it was like it was like buckets of popcorn like full wrappers unfinished drinks like not just little tiny pieces of garbage i i revealed on millennial last year that i used well at the time i was that person who leaves my trash on the movie theater floor because the people come in and clean it up that's part of the movie going experience you can drop (laughs) shit on the floor (laughs) and i got yelled at and pat has sent me straight so i don't do that anymore (laughs) either but well it it's one thing if like you drop a wrapper Mm-hmm. by mistake because they do have brooms that they can sweep stuff with but when you're yeah. leaving half full drinks and buckets of popcorn those are things that can't be swept yeah true and as a former usher at a movie theater that came in with a broom and butler uh I, those things only fit like one drink cup in them. <laughs> so it's yeah. a lot of re- re- visits to the trash can to get rid of everybody's cups and carts and everything and just just Clean up after yourselves, people. Like mm. we, we take this planet for granted, we take everything that we touch for granted. It's but, true. Don't but if you did it for the crimes of Grindelwald, it's totally fine. <laughs> we're so as, distracted as by the film being so suitable for general audiences. Yeah, only. exactly. You, you threw your popcorn up into the air when when Grindelwald said, "Aurelius Dumbledore." Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I saw this movie with my dad, and he's very super casual about the Potter thing. He hasn't read the books. Um, he has seen all the movies and he came out of this movie like what what was that so mm-hmm. i don't think this was intended for general audiences either I, I would actually yeah i would agree with that i always use my sister as an example and i try to think of general audiences because she doesn't really follow pop culture 
she mm-hmm. you know she she read the harry potter books but isn't a huge fan if she saw this and i know she hasn't but if if she did she wouldn't understand really what was going on here we need the becca comment well that makes track. two of us <laughs> makes two of us. becca commentary track yeah i'll sit down and watch <laughs> it with her That'd be with great. her newborn all right y'all Thanks. All right, for real this time. Yeah, thanks yeah. for listening, patrons. Thanks for joining <laughs> us live at patreon.com slash MuggleCast. And if you have any feedback, send it on in using the MuggleCast website. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.